Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Thursday edition of Shotgun Start. It is May 19th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, I'm doing well. I'm hoping this is the third time's the charm. We've had some recording difficulties. We got, we've got KVV here. And uh, KVV, how are you doing? Andy! <laughs> this is a little bit like Groundhog Day, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm doing good. We're, I'm, I'm calling from lovely Tulsa. Uh, it's hot as balls here, and uh, but Tulsa's really showed out. I've done some lovely things uh, here. Played some golf last night under the lights at Lafayette Park. Uh, wow. So it's uh, delightful. But I'm not here to talk about golf. I'm here to talk about cats. Yeah, this is a. I don't know if it's the best use of your time. We've had KVV's been out there all week. He's got great writing up on ESPN.com. He followed Tiger and Rory today. You can read about that. But uh, instead of you know you know probing his mind his you know advanced mind golf mind about that we're going to ask him about cats for some reason because this house cat thing is just it's a runaway train at this point of cats you know it started with with kvv put this sort of thought in my mind that xander is a house cat it's great theory great call i call him a house cat that evolved into you know andy just throwing this term willy-nilly calling jordan speed three-time major winner a house cat so, you know, instead of talking, we'll, we'll mix in a lot of PGA talk, but this is also going to be an attempt to sort of sort our thoughts on this, the taxonomy of cats and the who's cat. a house cat and who's not and who's a jungle cat or a big cat or something else. Well, I don't know where I think going. the cat works so well because at the top of the cat taxonomy is a tiger and tiger is at the top of the cat taxonomy. He's the he's the big cat. He's the tiger. So everything falls into line under that. And I think that's why I'm so drawn to this. And we're here at a major championship. It's Thursday. <laughs> you know, we're we're through one quarter of basketball. If we were talking about an NBA playoff game, you know, we've got we've got time. We've got some stuff. Some of what happened today is going to relate into how we how we how we taxonomize these players. I don't know if that's the right right word, but I started thinking like Xander. I don't think's a house cat. Jordan Spieth. I think this iteration of Jordan Spieth, as he was puttering and billowing about today, might be a house cat. But then Patrick Cantlay flashed on my screen, and he just sent my whole world for a spin, which is why I then texted you guys about doing this pod, because Patrick Cantlay was, was brushing in a short putt to go to four over, and I'm like, hold on. You know, Jordan Spieth, if he's a house cat, what, what the hell is Patrick Cantlay? And I kind of settled on a kitten. Mm, yeah. I, you know what? Ever since you've been saying that, I feel like that's a fair analysis of Patrick Cantley, especially in majors. Uh, he is not just a kitten. He is the kind of kitten that just sits there and drinks a little milk. He can't even eat solid foods. He's got a little bowl with his name on it. Uh, he, 
you know, everyone is excited for what he might grow up someday. They're like, oh, he's got such big paws. He's going to be so big. But he's still, he's still a little kitten. And he's just adorable. But, you know, he's not going to, he, even when he bites, it doesn't feel, it doesn't hurt. He's just got that little, you know. So where are we with Speed? I mean, you followed Speed a little oh. bit. I mean, if you wrote about Rory and Tiger, you had to at least be observing Speed up close. What? What? Yeah. I mean, this the house cat's a little harsh for him, right? In I your eyes, in your I think it might audience? be an outdoor cat. I have some rankings here. I've okay. I have taken the time uh, to put it together, and, and I, you know, it's hard. I'm not a zoologist uh, like like Andy. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, I was a little more broad here, Yeah. but what I have here is, uh, is, you know, kittens, I think obviously can't lay. Is, is there, I would like to start and say, is there any other kittens out there? Can, is anyone else fit into the kitten category? Right I mean, now, what's right Ricky? now, what's Victor, Ricky? I mean, can we talk about Ricky? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think Ricky's a, a kitten, I don't even think but, he's even a cat. Ricky's like a, Ricky's a, a mouse. He's a, a mouse. He's a mouse. He's a, he's a wow. flea on a cat that's attached wow. itself wow. to a, a big cat. At this and point in his career, <laughs> the fat of the okay. line. I, right. I would say, I'd well, say, at this point in his career, Victor Hovland's a kitten. We're, he, we're kind of in the same boat. Yeah, he played well that's... today, but like we're waiting for him to be, you know, in a major. It, we're it, okay. The cats, you know, uh, apply just to the majors, right? That's when yeah. you become you become <laughs> something is through major performances, okay. and maybe maybe Hovland. We haven't really seen him at a major. Kitten. Okay, so Cantley is kind of a malnourished kitten. Like nobody knows, like if he's ever good. But but Hovland is like got a lot of promise. He, yeah, he's be, got the big paws. Confident, he'll be a real, a real cat someday. Yeah, okay. but but Cantley just might be like you're like, is that a miniature kitten? Did I just buy like one of those little toy cats? That uh, yeah. Okay. So then the next category I have, which I think we can fit a lot of people, and that's house cats. All right. Okay. So. Uh, Xander, I think he's a house cat, but he's scratching at the door to get out. All right. He's <laughs> he's never quite made it outside, but he's really he's tried. He's almost got out a couple times at the Masters. They had to like people thought that he was out and they were running around and then they they like looked under the bed and he was there. So that's <laughs> the answer Xander is. Carnoose. Oh, what about yeah, Carnoose? What about the crying baby on the 71st Carnoose. hole? It's, he might have made it onto the patio, you know, onto the porch. Uh, he took a couple tentative steps on the grass, but uh, ultimately he was scooped up before he got too far. Um, but other other people that I would say are house cats. Uh, Kevin Naw, definite house cat. Oh, um, oh God. He's, a he's house an elderly, elderly house yeah, cat. Yeah, elderly house cat. He's been, okay. in, he's been in the house his whole life. He's mostly right. even an up, upstairs cat. He probably... <laughs> Probably doesn't even come downstairs. You know, they, they bring his food up to him. Uh, Webb Simpson got to be, I think, what? a house cat at the moment. Oh, he won a major. Oh, 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 oh. No, he oh. didn't win a major. I mean, this podcast does not accept, does not acknowledge that. He won Olympic, major. Olympic, Olympic U.S. Open and the players. Uh, that's Olympic true. Olympic right. U.S. Okay. Open and the players. He, I don't know. Right. He's he's, he's right. up Webb, there. He's you're, you're right. Webb's not okay. well, Maybe we'll fit him in the in the next category. Okay. Uh, uh, Matt Fitzpatrick, house cat. That's good house yeah. cat. Oh yeah, he's definitely house cat. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, and here's one. I think it's probably uh, my best one. Uh, currently, Adam Scott, house cat. Now, Adam Scott is one of those elegant wow. cats who was like part of the royal family. Oh yeah. And he was he was allowed to like roam the grounds and like chase you know little woodland creatures. And he was everyone <laughs> thought, oh my gosh, what a noble cat he is! Like what a what a beautiful he, he could he could really dominate if he ever got out. 
but he just never did. He was actually like sort of, you know, what if uh, he, and now he's, he's, they, they put him he, in shows. He got out. Like the what cat if he was an outdoor, birds. what if he was an outdoor cat that got older and they brought him in? Cause they started That's to worry about whether they could fend like for that. himself. Now he lives in like a castle, with, like of an earl, like not in the main estate, but like he, you know, he still gets like the <laughs> fancy food, but he kind of lays in the sun and he's, everyone talks about what a, what an amazing breeding line he comes from, but uh, he's, he's essentially now an indoor cat. Okay. I, I actually, I actually like classifying house cats by the house they live in too. Oh yeah, yeah. the house like, of Scott. Yeah. Like I feel like Matt Fitzpatrick, he kind of lives in a shanty. He's a house cat in a shanty compared to Adam okay. Scott. Right. Okay. Sure. Uh, sure. So now I have in the next cat up. I have alley cats. Uh, and <laughs> oh, <laughs> Billy Horschel is an alley cat because he lives outside, but mostly he just makes like a lot of noise. Like he just is constantly like. <laughs> howling and growling and no one can control him and you're like trying to god dang that alley cat like he's pretty cute you know if you could you could domesticate him he might be fine but he just you know he's he's always causing kind of mayhem in the neighborhood living in the alley he knocks over garbage cans a lot uh so then i have um, cats at the vet all right so brooks is clearly a cat who has needs to be taken to the vet something wrong with him nobody knows uh what's going on there uh once what's a very prominent cat yeah definitely once a prominent cat uh, we'll get to what the category like, he should have been like in, in, later. The, in the out in the serengeti cat yeah yeah definitely was that cat but right now it's like a, a wounded cat and is a much too proud he just keeps kind of like telling us he's not wounded, but you can see there's like, you know, blood dripping down like his ear and uh, he's, he's just something, you know, he's something's wrong with him. Cause people are talking about how he might, you know, they don't want to put him down because he was such a proud cat, but uh, he doesn't roam quite as free as he wants. To. Is Bryson right. in that? That's a good, that's a good one too. I think Bryson is also probably cats who need to go to the vet, like cats who, he who might be in the vet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That is also true. Uh, okay, so uh, then can we, we do have... a real sidebar? Can we? Can yeah, he be sidebar. like? Okay. Could be? He be like a cat that maybe just coming out of the principal's office, the cat principal's office too. Hmm. Okay. Based on his comments. <laughs> well, see, those comments about a second chance. Everybody <laughs> deserves a second chance when he's coming off of an injury. Allegedly, uh, sometimes maybe you come home and the cat has knocked over the garbage, and the cat is like. I don't know whether how that happened, but I would love a second chance uh, if you could just give me one because I definitely, definitely had nothing to do with that. But uh, Andy hurt you know, his paw. I, I, Andy hurt the paw, knocking the yeah. garbage over. Knocking That's the garbage true. over in yes. Abdullah Economic City is how he hurt his, his, his paw. <laughs> uh, okay, all right, I like uh, that. So then the next the next level I have up is is Wildcats. All right, so um, oh. I think. I think Spieth fits in here in Wildcats because uh, he's not a he's not a big game cat for sure, but he's very unpredictable, right? You could you could definitely uh, be if if he if you were out on a walk and and he jumped you, you might be scared. You know, you might be able to capture you know other kinds of smaller prey. Uh, so um, that's I think he fits in well. I think Pat Reed is a Wildcat. Uh, you know, oh, yeah. definitely someone who. Uh, doesn't play by the rules. Maybe uh, you know it's, he's hiding in the shadows all the time. Uh, he could be a feral cat, you know, howling feral cat. Yeah, I like that too. Um, I thought maybe Kokrak was a wild cat. Uh, you know, didn't oh, really God. know. Uh, 
you know, what to expect okay. from him. I mean, he definitely, he, you, he could be scary, but he just never has been. So like, there's just rumors of him being a, uh, you know, a, a vicious cat, but you just never sort of see him. We got a, uh, we got a tip today then, that he has his own hospitality at colonial next week, the co-crack club, okay. which is yeah. just amazing to me, which will be a part of our preview next week. The co-crack like club has an entire hospitality, which is interesting for a guy okay. that may no longer be on the tour. But anyways, okay. all right. He, he could be a wild cat. What, one oh. thing I, I got on speed here. I, I'm going to, I'm going to adapt yours a little bit. I, uh, one time Giants. I was playing golf years ago and I saw what looked like a wolf, but then as it got okay. closer, I was like, wait, is that a coyote? And then I Googled, oh. are there coyote wolves? And oh, yeah. it came, it came up, there have been koi wolf sightings in Illinois, and I think it was a koi wolf. So maybe Spieth, maybe early in his career, looked like a really like a big wolf. cat, like a really okay. big cat. Like maybe he looked like a puma or a, or a cheetah or a jaguar. Mm-hmm. But really, then he, now he looks like a wild cat. He's kind of kind of less, you know, scary, and maybe he's just mm-hmm. a mix. Okay. All right. Okay. I don't know if we're being fair, um, to, fair to speed, but continue on. Okay. Uh, my next category was um, Toots is the driving cat. Remember from Saturday Night Live that skit where uh, yes. the, it was the funny where the cat drove. So that's Max Homa to me. Is it really funny? Uh, literally one of my all-time favorite skits. Uh, but you know, I can't. I need to see more before I elevate it to an actual like murderous cat status. Because right now, just for kind of for laughs and you know i think he would acknowledge that toots is the driving cat is a, is a really great saturday night live skit makes me laugh every time steve martin was in one of them classic uh but really nothing but humor at this point yet it's in in major so today might have been some uh, progress to, to get out of the driving car and then maybe kind of move forward towards the next category uh which i have bobcat uh i think cam smith and colin morikawa are bobcat Wow. Uh, just you, you need to be scared of a bobcat as, as, a, as a Montana man, you're alone in the woods and you see a bobcat, you better like back away slowly because the bobcat can F you up. So interesting. I like that. Yeah. One. Kind of so scared of a bobcat now. Yeah. Is there anyone else you'd put in the bobcat? Category? We're elevating. We're elevating Camp Smith there a little bit. I think JT, I think I'd put JT in the bobcat. I think that's a good one. JT would be a bobcat. Like uh, JT you know, is, but he could get bigger. He could be just, True. you know, like he, I feel like Morikawa could get bigger too. Bobcats, they're, they're a little thirsty. They like attention. They, they growl a lot. Uh, they can use their growl to sort of scare people, but they're not big enough to like take on the biggest prey. So uh, you need a little more nourishment. So that's, while, we're, while we're on the subject of Cam Smith and JT, can we talk about yeah. it for a second? I don't yeah. even know if we need to talk about this. Rory is so okay. well set up right now. I mean, these guys yeah. are all puttered and billowed. You know, you've got. Yeah. You don't think Lucas Airbear could catch him? I mean, uh, Rom's not. Morikawa <laughs> is not his full self right now. Rom's not in full flight. I don't know. Good point. Yeah. Good, good time, moment in time for Rory to be on top of the leaderboard. Is all I, well, say. here's what I'm going to say in defense of, of uh, the thirst bucket, JT. I'm know? just saying he's the only one that's kind of in the hunt right well, now. Well, I think JT's 67 in the afternoon was like the equivalent of the 65. Healthy. Because this was something I kind of picked up on at the Masters is, you know, I was out there so much. And in the afternoon, I was like, I was like, God, I couldn't imagine having to hit a shot in this weather. 
like because what when it was windy and i i just like then i went back and i watched like highlights and i was like it doesn't look like it's bad at all out there like it looks so benign and i think that like it it illuminated or like refreshed my opinion of like tv does the shittiest job ever of showcasing like how hard wind is to play and it seemed like i wasn't out there but kvv you were it yeah. seemed really freaking windy this afternoon and really really hard there was definitely times where like when i was following rory and tiger where you could like their pants were like whipping pretty hard like it was uh, they do need like a wind meter somehow to help you understand it should like, just crowds. always be up it should always yeah. be up and it should show the direction like i don't understand how that hasn't just become like a full-time widget on the screen yeah yeah by the way speaking of uh, rory being set up guess how many feet of putts will zalatoris made today like 200 150 or something 150 rory made like 101 feet of putts i have a question about that is zalatoris purposely hitting the ball to 15 feet now because he can't make five footers i love that take i mean it does mean that you have to sort of like you know on on lag putts you you're kind of screwed but if you're if you're purposely like all right i don't want to hit this to eight feet i remember reading that about nick price once because he hated hitting it close on the first hole because if he missed that putt it would mess up his whole round and he would be like all right guys should have made that putt i suck obviously and so he would try to hit it like not that close on the first hole so if you're 15 feet it's really easy to lay it dead at the hole yep. like if you miss you could just lay it to like a foot and you really you could if you hit it to 15 feet all day you could go around and never have a three to five foot putt mm-hmm. now if you if you start hitting it close or you're hitting it a little bit further away then all of a sudden the three to five feet footers come in so maybe his goal <sighs> is just to hit it to 15 feet that's not a bad theory so, all right. So we have some we have some bobcat challengers. Like that's why I just what's Zalatoris? Is Zalatoris a bobcat? I think he's still a wildcat. He's. I a, think he's he's been in the mix at some. He's not a he's not a like a house cat. He's not he's not an alley cat. I don't even know anything about Will Zalatoris, so he, he doesn't let loud chirping all the time. Uh, no one takes an alley cat seriously, by the way. That's why Billy's an alley. Cat. Uh, but uh, right. I think yeah, I think he's a, a wildcat, but not a bobcat. Could okay. could trend towards bobcat. Okay. So then so, I think after that next ahead. one is like is Jungle Cat, right? Yeah. Like a, a true not a, like so I think Dustin Johnson is like the like a panther, like a sleek jungle cat. I think it was sure. uh who was it that um, Moriarty maybe? Jim Moriarty, yeah, I think. Yeah, wrote the famous line of uh Oily Gates of a jungle oily cat. Oily gate of a yeah, a jungle cat. So DJ would be in there. I think Rom is a jungle cat, but he's currently been captured and is in captivity. He's like in one of those like traps and no one knows like if he's going to be able to escape. He's so like a he, mascot for a high school football team. He's just kind of sad in like the yeah. cage on the side <laughs> sideline on the track. Like the LSU Tiger. How about, yeah, uh, yeah. How about the bad quite. How about the bad attitude of that group today? How it, how oh I feel like they just like they all submarined each other. They did definitely. They were pouting their way through everything again rory is like i'm just saying a lot of these big cats are not there's only a few but all right go ahead let's continue on uh do we think we're is rory a jungle cat or is he gone backwards to, i mean he's not a bobcat rory's still a jungle cat. he's like, a jungle he's been cat in the mix a yeah but he's, i would he's say been he's been captured. in captivity yeah. for a while and he's like still yeah. got they're trying to you know he's, he's been, been at a big zoo he's been at a yeah. big zoo 
and it's possible yeah. he he got tranquilized uh, <laughs> yeah. like in 2015, right? He, the during a soccer match, he was yeah. tricked. He was tranquilized, and then he's been in captivity. Like it's a place to roam free, and he can still roar. But uh, it's it's not like it once was. The sort of reassimilation back out into the wild is like not going. Like he's been in captivity a little too long. Yeah. They're trying to get him back out on the yeah. reserve. So. Before that, he had a lot of confirmed kills. Like he was a, <laughs> one of a very scary cat in the jungle, and he right. you never know like if he was going to just strut down and just rip apart an antelope. <laughs> right but now. Now he's been a little bit domesticated. He's got a family of cats to think about. Uh, and there's a, there's some hope that he might have escaped the zoo and he's ready to kill again. So, yep. Yep. Um, okay. And I think, is there anybody else in that jungle cat? Scheffler? Uh, because Scheffler's probably a jungle cat. Although I don't know that I would, I mean, is he, would you put Scheffler on the same? I, mean, I guess if you got Rom in there you'd probably say that the Scheffler has to be in there maybe, some of that recency bias maybe Scheffler well, is just he's just a growing cat we aren't sure how big he's yeah. gonna get you know yeah hard to pin him we are we yeah, are right. we aren't zoologists so we you know yeah. we don't, we aren't sure what they're they are but so what he, comes after that part that part on 18 that was a, that was a jungle cat that was par. Sick. Yeah, that you're giving the okay sign. This is an audio medium, but you you did the thumbs up okay sign. Yeah, for, for, sorry. You're, you're approving of the par, Andy, is what you're saying. Yeah, so, go ahead. Definitely. Amazing right. par. I was there for it, so it's great. And uh, but so here's the next thing: is it like when you have these aging cats who are clearly like you know, like like tiger, the, the apex predators of the food chain? Do they stay like the big cats of the jungle forever? Or are they sort of slowly like Ernie Els? Like he could probably be in in the same, you know, and Phil would be in the same that you know ultimate top category. But you know that currently the big cat, he's he's limping pretty hard. He's got a messed up paw. He might have like a bionic hip. Nobody messes, like but nobody messes with the tiger. That's probably true. That's true. You Ernie's know? been retired to a zoo. Like Ernie's been retired to a zoo. Once, once dominated the wilderness, and now he's been retired. Yeah. Phil's headed to a different, uh, different ecosystem. <laughs> but like, here's the thing: if you're truly a great cat, you know, great yeah. big cat, you know, uh, okay. you you can pop up at any time, like Tom Watson, mm. you know, Jack Nicholas, yeah. Phil. Ernie had some late charges. Tiger, mm-hmm. you know these guys. You know you can't you can't ever count the big cat out. A big a big cat out once you get to a certain level. <laughs> yeah. Once you're at, the I top. feel like instead of a instead of a zoo, uh, I feel like you're like you're sent away to like a preserve, right? Preserve, so you still think yeah. that you are like the, the plains where it's it's protected land. Like no one is allowed to come at you. Uh, you yeah. will always there'll be always be tales of how you know you took out like an entire like village when you were yep. at your prime you just ripped them to shreds but now you're you know <laughs> you're just living in a, a good spot you're they tell fairy tales about you like you're part of like you know folklore traditions uh proudly there's even around. like documentaries about you <laughs> yeah definitely that's great yeah that's great so <laughs> i like that. that's i think ernie i think ernie's there i think you know like obviously jack's there tom's there but Tiger's like the the preserve is like trying to kind of nudge him to be like, hey, you maybe don't want to roam so free anymore. Like it's okay, and he's like, no, like I'm still I'm still gonna be like doing cat exercises, I'm gonna be you know <laughs> like on a that. kill mission, yeah. And uh, 
It's How bad did he look today, uh, Kevin? Did he not look particularly? He actually good? looked worse than I think you guys probably saw on TV because um, I watched him walk up the hill, which they did not show. He walked up the it was the end of my story, but he was like super gingerly walking up the stairs. Uh, and you know, kind of how the stairs go up from 18 to <laughs> mm-hmm. the clubhouse. And Rory was like kind of standing behind him and like didn't really want to wait. And so he just like bounded up the grass. That's how he ran up it. Yeah. And, and then when Tiger came into the press conference, he gave his little talk and he admitted like how badly he was hurting. And then he only answered but three or four questions. And then he was like, okay, guys, thanks. And he turned to leave and just the act of like turning in a little bit of an awkward step, he like winced hard. He like was like, oh God. And you could tell like he was in a lot of pain just trying to step down off of the dais uh, where the sort of press conference was. So uh, it wasn't, wasn't super inspiring for, I would, would, I guess, I mean, I don't, I don't want to say like, I didn't understand this because obviously he's just, his body is old and it's hurting, but he looks a lot better in the practice rounds. I, I just wonder, you know, it was one of those days today where it, you couldn't tell, like, did he tweak something throughout the round? Like, was there a, a weird moment when, and someone, you know, I think Bob Perrick asked him, you know, did you tweak something? Or I think it was Jeff Shackelford and he just basically ducked the question completely. So to me, that's maybe suggests maybe he was climbing out of a bunker or something somewhere, took an awkward swing that someone, it just made him feel crappy and he was fighting through it the rest of the day. It's for sure the leg. I mean, we're not doctors. Let's just like we're not zoologists, but it's for sure the leg because some of those winces were reminiscent yeah, of the back. Like the back too. Yeah. I. You know what? I watched him bend down to pick up some grass to throw it in the air, and it it seemed like a very gingerly kind of move too. Uh, that he was, it was not exactly like a spry, uh, okay. you know, uh, vicious cat move. It was <laughs> very. There you, you know. There you go. Yeah. You know, Maybe ready for the preserve. To, uh, yeah, all right. Maybe. I think that's great. Yeah, I think so. Do you have any more? Do you have any more cat? Andy, do you have more classifications you want to get? I don't know if we really fully sussed this out, but this was a fun exercise. I did. I really, I really liked the, the vet, you know, Brooks being in the vet. I, uh, I'm a big fan of that. I, I, I think I'm going to, I think we got to, I think you got, you got a uh, more cow in the wrong cat group. Oh, not a wild cat. Nothing. I think he's a little higher than that. he's got two major. He's a, I, I said bobcat. He's, he's bobcat. I said bobcat. Oh, all right. I, you think Morkow is a jungle cat? Well, I if, think I would say if like, Rom's a jungle he's a bobcat, cat. and so is GT. Like Rom just is more scary to me. He's more intimidating. I, I will say, obviously, Morkow's won those two majors, but you know, one of those majors was in like a you know a sound stage. Uh, there was no obviously Rom could have won that too, but you know it was like a, a petting zoo. Was that one? He was, was the king of the petting zoo. It was a controlled environment. There was food everywhere. Everyone wanted. You didn't have to hunt, really. Yeah, that's true. That's so. great... what, what would Sergio be? Oh God, oh, Sergio. Sergio. I think Sergio so for a long time of his career was an alley cat. Yeah, uh, just an, an annoying force. And then he like snuck into a house one time. <laughs> Or like a f- backyard farm killed a bunch of you know the, of someone's chickens or something and uh, and now nobody knows that he's kind of uh, shiftless you know yeah yeah he Wandering. could be a wildcat is oh, is Westy no more with UPS Westy the original house cat uh I gosh. Wesley was competitive in so many majors. Wesley could have won like six majors and just, 
Oh, he's a, he's a Maybe chubby he's... British house cat that sat on the, you know, yeah. like one of those overweight house cats that, you know, come calling for. He's from time. a lesser house, though, yeah. of, of not the proper breeding of like uh, Adam Scott, you know, or Justin Rose. I think. Is Justin Rose a, uh, he's, a, he's a Justin Rose isn't a house cat unless he's like a super fancy house cat too. He, I think if Adam Scott is a freaking like aging aristocratic house cat, then Justin Rose is too. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. That does it. This was a fantastic exercise. I don't know if it was, you know, <laughs> we'll be back with normal episodes the rest of the way. This but... is great. We did, you know, there's a million podcast episodes out there this, yeah. this week. We'll do something different. Maybe we'll do, you know, tomorrow we'll do. I don't know, some other sort of classification system. But we'll probably talk a little bit more about golf. KVV, we'll read you at ESPN.com for the rest of the week and, and follow you on Twitter. Thanks, We've guys. got some yeah. threads and thoughts popping off on Twitter and you know, plenty of good art, good you know, writing I'm, up on uh, ESPN.com. I'm back at majors. I'm, I'm ready to – I think – so here's one you guys can think of for maybe later in the week. Kyle and I were talking about this today because I threw out a tweet today. There's a water slide at Southern Hills here. And I'm like, who would be the most fun people to see go down the water slide? And I kind of just fired off the like seven names real quick. Uh, Cause I was like, Oh, like, you know, you, I don't want to sit on this. It seems kind of funny. Like I, I don't want someone else stealing a water slide joke. Uh, <laughs> and so, <laughs> you know, I, mine were, I just fired them off. I said, like, I picked whatever the character count was like, Rick was number seven. <laughs> Fleetwood was six. Pat Perez, five, four was tiger. Three was John Daly, two was Phil, and one was Harry Higgs. I was like, oh, that's, that's a fun, like, that'll get some engagement. And Kyle was like, you know, that was a really good idea. You should have put some more thought into it because, like, there could be a lot of fun with guys going down the water slide. You know, like, how fun would Hideki be going down the water slide or the reeds <laughs> together, like, as, oh, you know, a tandem water slide? So maybe we could revisit later. Yeah. Who would be what, are, what about the, the ten most fun people to go on the water slide? What if you got? Uh, what if you got in succession? Jonathan Vegas, Abe Answer, Jason Day, and Adam Scott all to go, and it was like them going down the water slide, just like them running at the, the jogging. At, yeah, the, the jogging Zurich. video at the Zurich. It'd be the same, you know. But you see Awkward. Abe, Abe, like you know. He'd go up the slide super fast and z- zip down, and then you know, yeah, that'd be that'd be good. That would be great. There you go. So the 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 pool area here is kind of closed off from like the rest of the media. You, you can't get in there unless you have like a member like guesting. Wouldn't it be great if Phil was just like here, like drinking cocktails by the pool, and like every time people try to like shout at questions at him, he just kind of like raises the glass and was just like, <laughs> hey, and that that would be. Feels like you know ultimate win, and he would just be torturing people by like you know kind of hanging out, like just not really answering <laughs> questions and enjoying drinks by the pool. I'm here, but you won't hear from me, and just yeah. you know look but don't touch kind of thing. yeah, betting so. things on his phone, whatever you know. I love that. That's pretty good. All right, All that right. does it for our Thursday episode. No, we got uh, flashback Friday. Pro flashback Friday. Okay. Uh, we already we, we recorded that without Kevin. Kevin, thanks so much for joining us. We'll read your work on Twitter and ESPN.com for the rest of the week. All right, it's Thursday night, so this is a combo, Flashback Friday, Throwback Thursday, all these sort of made-up terms we do for social media uh, just to post pictures of TBT. ourselves. TBT. TBT. I don't know. Either way, it's brought to you by Precision Pro, the official rangefinder of the shotgun start. You can go to precisionprogolf.com, use the promo code. I want to say it's shotgun20. I'm pretty positive it's shotgun20. Gets you $20 off an NX9, as you know, Golf season is here. It's arrived. It's ramping up. 
Uh, this is not an accessory. It's not superfluous. I'd say it's close to a necessity. I mean, you can play golf without a rangefinder, but you know, it's approximating a necessity. I think you Listen need to, to have one, and it's not going to break the bank. I was talking at Lawsonia. You know, they've just been putting some caps on their on their sprinklers that they just have laying around. And I went up to the the super at our event last weekend, and I was like, "Hey, like, you know, what's up with that that Yarsa Creek um, plate?" Yeah. And he started laughing, and I was because I was like, "Was did there used to be a creek on 17? Am I missing something? <laughs> like, I don't ever remember it. It's not on the old plants." And he starts laughing. He's like, "Well, we, you know, we're just we just extra, have some spare ones, and we're just putting it on." <laughs> so this is the thing. Just like Top Tracer, just like the Shot Tracker, can't trust yardage it. plates. Really can't be trusted anymore. <laughs> That's pretty good. I like that. Oh man! So you can go to PrecisionProGolf.com. It's a precise. I don't know. Execution of value works every time. You're not like feel like you're overpaying. You're supporting a company that's dedicated to this industry, not a little side business of some giant conglomerate. Supporters of the program, good people behind the whole uh, company, and uh, supporters of a lot of uh, independent golf outlets like us, No Line yeah. Up, and others. So uh, we have some other cool stuff with them in the works coming out later this summer. But for now, the NX9 is, uh, I mean, the NX9 is tried and true. Can't recommend it more go to precisionprogolf.com use the promo code shotgun20 for $20 off let's see our precision pro flashback friday it's gonna be a quick one it's on a past pga champion at uh southern hills it's on raymond floyd now we've had a lot of calls and requests for ray floyd to be a spotlight subject and he will be that at some point or another this is just going to now this is not a call this is not a call for any requests for for Lee Trevino part two, part we two. have we are we aware. have actually recently discussed we when we aware. might record that. All right, we it are is, aware of those requests. Is not it is on our mind. We do not need any reminders of Lee Trevino part two. I just want to put that out there. This is about Ray Floyd. Uh, it's just scratching the surface on his PGA. We know he was a character that should get the spotlight treatment. It's on the list. All right. So this is Dan Jenkins, Sports Illustrated. This was when he had won in the summer, just before August's PGA at Southern Hills. That's the subject of uh, why we're doing it. It's a PGA. It's also Southern Hills. 1982. Wow, look at you. Dan Jenkins. Marrying everything. Quick guy. Timing is everything with a golfer, like Raymond Floyd. This is He won, I think, Memorial, so probably in June. He takes the club back with something of a subtle jerk, takes it back rather flat, then lays it off a little at the top and pushes it down through the ball, his hips and legs doing odd things. It isn't a circus swing, and it may not look all that funny to the non-golfer, but the irregularities in it mean that Floyd's game doesn't travel all that well week to week. When he's on, however, there are a few players more skilled. <clears throat> there are a few players more skilled all through the bag, and not many pros compete more tenaciously. Last week, near Columbus, Ohio, in Jack Nicholas Land, this is a cool nickname. Old Tempo Raimundo. Tempo Raimundo, as he's known in the locker room, was definitely on, and he sneaked up on the memorial field uh, and did the thing he does about once a year. He won. So he's a winner. So he had like an odd swing, not a circus swing, as they said, but just a different kind of swing that produced wins. 
They call him Tempo Ramundo. When he got his tempo right, he was good to go. And he got it good to go. And, you know, a few months later, what was then an August PGA. At that August PGA, he needed he he was afforded the luxury, similar to the Masters this year, of a double bogey on the second seventy second hole, and he won still won the major by three strokes, similar to Scotty Scheffler puttering around on eighteen at the Masters a month ago. The sixty fourth annual PGA Championship, this is Jenkins again, ended in an August blast furnace known as Tulsa. Floyd Ray Floyd started <clears throat> ending the tournament on the day it began in a hundred degree heat by fashioning a magnificent 63 on the proud terrain of Southern Hills country club. So 63 at that time, obviously that was still the major number. I mean, it was a major record forever until what was it? Brandon grace at Burkdale clipped it by one. Uh, so, and this brought forth an old saying from tour locker rooms quote, when fat Raymond starts to strut, oh, you can forget about it, baby. When Fat Raymond starts to trut, you can fr- strut. You can forget about it. Wow. Um, Tempo Raimundo. Tempo Raimundo and Fat Raymond Floyd. Raymond was in one of those grooves at Southern Hills. <clears throat> when such things happen, it's difficult for anyone to catch him for two reasons. He's experienced and talented, and he's a fierce competitor who is doubly toughened up by years of big money gambling. Fat Raymond, who isn't so fat anymore, incidentally, Knows he, he's pretty thin in this 82 PGA. Knows how to play golf for his own money and yours. It's well known that he likes a sporting game in practice. So he'd won a couple of majors already. This was his third major. Um, and he'd lived a life for sure at this point. That's that's one of the things I miss. I, I wish was like more prevalent on the PGA Tour is is uh, allegedly, you know, back in the day, everything was a money game. Yeah. You know, like every practice round was a money game. You know, like right. every group everything right uh so the double bogey six on 18 all it did was cost him the 72 hole scoring record uh he he finished 272 one stroke higher than bobby nichols uh columbus country club in 64 floyd this is according to jenkins this is his writing floyd deserved the record one had to believe for he devoured southern hills a course with reputation for brutality a narrow old place with rolls to it and evil waterbeds here and there so 82, obviously. I've been wondering, I've been wanting to talk. I, I, you know, one of my regrets is I haven't asked anybody about the, the water on, on 13 and 16, the little ponds there. I, they got a Tory 18 kind of feel to them. <laughs> they aren't elevated enough, but they are very similar. I was looking at it today. I was like, that's pretty uh, impotent looking little pond. That's not becoming of the rest of the property in my opinion but i'm not no i agree i I looked at it today i was like god that's like tory pines what are those doing there um more from i uh, I love how they aren't connected right they're they're like right next to each other kind of yeah 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 i i want to say that they told me they were like springs or something but i don't think that's true Uh, (laughs) i like like when i was there i feel like i asked about them but i can't remember what the answer was what is it, 13 and 16, where those are in front? Yeah. And the yeah, greens 13, are side 16. by side, kind of. Um, a boiling week when the greens were soft enough. So this is August, Tulsa. It was a boiling week when the so- greens were soft enough to hold even the most indifferent iron shot. A little different than what we're seeing this week. At frequent intervals, the greens had to be watered down practically to mush to keep the bent grass from totally disappearing. 
which it almost did anyways. Iron shots kept striking the putting surfaces and going splat. Southern Hills had the smoothest mud anybody had ever putted on. And for the last round, the greens were softer still because of an overnight rainstorm. So like barely hanging on. Similar to Bell Reeve 18, you know, that you heard all about how they were just trying oh, to keep yeah. those alive for a day or two and get through the end of the week. Iconic oh. PGA. <laughs> so the dart throwing arrow shooting brand of golf that would be required was going to damage Southern Hills reputation and take the winner far below par of 280. Somebody had to win and Floyd knew it was him after Thursday's 63 which would she called the greatest single round I've ever played. He only hit one halfway poor shot, made missed several putts. So it was a 63. It could have been better. You know, every golfer is lament. Um, there were other low rounds throughout the week, you know, mid sixties, kind of mid to upper sixties, uh, something they weren't accustomed to Southern Hills because of this condition. Uh, driving. He was like just aces off the tee. Driving was the key to Floyd's victory. He was always in position to sling something at these pushover mushy greens. And that gave him his three-stroke lead after 18, two-stroke lead after 36, five-stroke lead after 54, and then his three-stroke win uh, after 72. Greg Norman started to play a role, started to sneak his way in 1982, obviously a young young uh, shark, prepubescent shark, maybe. A pre-lived shark. Yeah, absolutely pre-lived shark. <laughs> He made two bogeys. Uh, on he might Sunday. have been a little bit less jaded at that time. Yeah, uh, he basically, you know, eighteen. You know, he made two bogeys that got it tight, but then made three birdies on the back nine, afforded him that double. He had a three iron into eighteen. He goes, I don't even remember standing over it. I lost all concentration, uh, and that's how he kind of went. He sort of made a mess of it after that to make his double, but. He two putted for a six and won $65,000. That's your winner's check. That's it? 1982. Yep. Jeez. It was his Could third major title. That? 65K. You get that for just showing up to a WGC almost nowadays, you know, let alone winning a major, right? Gave him his third major. He'd won the 69 PGA and the 76 Masters. Um, it came, the 69 PGA, according to Jenkins, came in the middle of Floyd's first career when he was known as a swinging, high-stakes gambling bachelor whose reputation with the ladies was widespread and well-deserved. At one point, he even tried his hand at playing guitar in nightclubs, but his strumming was never as good as his putting. He set on a, out on a second career about 10 years ago, so 72, when he met his wife, Maria. Now, at 39, he's a family man with three children and a sumptu- sumptuous home in Miami. Who likes to what work? A, what golf. a word, sumptuous. Sumptuous home. You don't really use to hear that describe real estate. You know. Yeah. Uh, I, it is noted in Miami. He's living in Miami. He's just playing in a Indian Creek tour visor. Logo bingo deal. Uh, just made final round of a major, which you know may be the case for some of these live boys. They might not yeah, have well, a lot this of logo. Is, this <laughs> is what a, a question I just popped into my brain. Will golf uh, fashion be better on live because it'll be devoid of logos? Logos, all these terrible mega corp and whatever ZJ's got going on. I don't know if he's going there, but you know what I mean. Those kind of companies. So, all right, that's scales. your flashback. Scales must be okay scales. with it. But he looked great. I mean, just this, you know, probably picked it up in the shop at home and went and played the PGA. So. All right, that's your Precision Pro Flashback Friday. Go to precisionprogolf.com. Use promo code SHOTGUN20. Thanks to them. We will be back tomorrow 
Friday to recap we the got, midpoint. And we got some merch. Of the PGA. Check it out. We have, we have, we have good merch. I mean, not to, Maybe. Not to Maybe pat good. ourselves in the back. I'd like, I some people would say good. it's good. I wasn't you know? responsible for pulling it all together or putting it in the shop. It just showed up, and I thought it was good. So, All right. Everybody enjoy your Thursday nights. We'll be back with you Friday night to recap the midpoint of the PGA. 